Welcome to Icon. Two thirty year census. What was the original? What were they going to give you? Like as you were getting up to trial before they gave you a deal, was it back to back thirties? You said, or what was it? It was a thirty plus eleven. Thirty plus eleven. Thirty plus eleven. Um, I was charged with at the beginning, uh, class A, and uh, a C and a D felony that they uh, run consecutive. Um, they ended up giving me involuntary manslaughter, which is a class C um, felony. Um, basically, as you said, due to me not taking this route, cause this. And basically that's the whole, my whole case is, um, well, if you just turn down this path, you know, this basically kind of like a, a butterfly effect. You know, have you seen that movie? Yeah, with um, Ashton Kutcher? Yes, um, where he has the notebook. And, okay, well, you know, changing, changing what could have happened, you know, or how the future was going to take place. Um, basically, that's what my whole case was, like an argument of, okay, well, if this happened, this would happen. Or if this happened, this, you know. And um, so that was... Uh, that was something that was uh, difficult because people um, argued over, okay, well, I would have done this or you should have just done this or, you know, so how does every person react? How does... Differently, <laughs> right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's something with today's society um people can accept that people have different minds that people are not genetically built the same or they're not wired the same they're not well, they don't think the same way well, as the next person and there's no playbook that says oh in these in these types of rare situations when these you know very, very, you know, statistically, you know, small situ, you know, anomalies happen in life. Oh, this is how to handle it. It just, it's just not there. And if, you know, you know, it's, that's a classic situation of like, nobody knows how they would handle that, especially not a man. Um, and, you know, and, and probably most women don't know either. I mean, they could tell you, but until it's happening or it happens, like you don't know, nobody knows how they would react to that and nothing, none of the, None of the mistakes you made after that happened would have prevented that from happening because, you know, physically, you know, whatever happened during that birth, that was going to be the result because that's just the way life happened and nothing could change it after. So the fact you're looking at 30 and 11 for, again, not, you didn't contribute. You, you didn't, nothing, you know, and it's just like they were just beating you over the head with, you know, penalties and punishment for you know i guess to look like they're hard on crime you know 
and and they finally gave you an offer but what was the offer compared to the 30 and 11 what what did that end up being um i ended up getting a 15 year uh, sentence 15. um they uh they had ran my sentence consecutive um cuz they had to give me something i mean i'm in a small town where uh they want to see something happen. The people, you got to give the people something, but we cannot just throw you away because, wow, we're looking at this and, you know, um, and might I say, um, you know, when the woman prosecutor was on, have you ever seen Nancy Grace? You know, Nancy Grace, right? Uh -huh. Yep. She had, she had put my case on Nancy Grace and everything. And Nancy Grace, you know how she is when it comes to, cases she's a sensationalist that's what she is she sensationalizes things when i tell you nancy grace even questioned this thing oh wow and that's saying something because she is gonna go all out which if a person did the nature of things that she's reporting about then yes they deserve that you know what i'm saying if it's true Yes, you know, there are certain cases and situations where, yeah, you know, I mean, we can't judge because only God can judge, but, you know, certain, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah, but, um, and yours wasn't, like, that's what I'm saying, like, yours so obviously wasn't that, like, even Nancy Grace, she, you know, took yeah, she was like, she was like, so tell me, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to know whether or not a child is born alive automatic like you're supposed to know this like she questioned everything she said you're supposed to see expanded lungs and all of that and because she knew she knows of the science and everything herself and all those things were not in my case and um that's the thing that uh that stopped them because it's you guys tried to come up with this but it, it's right there you know it's right there um you can tell right as a medical examiner all that you know and you know they basically turn this thing as you said into something that is already a tragedy so so you ended up taking their their deal before trial correct yeah and like i said i looking back on it uh, you know i i try not to bombard myself with well i should have taken taken it to trial and everything like that because looking back I, I mean i should have i should have uh, fought more but Back then, we didn't know. We didn't know what to do. And I, I was looking at it as, okay, well, I, I do hold myself culpable to um, that the situation happened regard anyway. You know, like that I do hold myself accountable. You know, I do hold myself um, that I, I, I deserve something. I deserve. 
you know, and um, so I took it, you know, we didn't even think like it, it all happened so fast, like, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just, I just remember my mom was like, she's like, are you sure? Like, you'll be gone next week. And that was hard because like we didn't Sorry. No, it's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. It's understandable, you know. I wish I was there to give you a big hug. You know, I wish I was there to give you a big hug. And, but, you know, I'm giving yeah, you a it's big just... hug. It's, it's, um, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to show that. Um, yeah, it's, she was just like, are you sure? Like, so we all kind of just, the whole family, like, uh, grandma, Grandpa, kind of just it was just like a what's the word? Just a sobering, facing reality moment. Yeah, yeah. Because I after I took that, it was like okay, well, you're in sins. Um, April 29th, uh, twenty sixteen. Um, my case happened in. Uh, 2014 and uh we had been going through that already for two years you know um so i uh i was sentenced uh, you know uh, i didn't know what to think or feel neither did my family and then you know once i got sentenced the judge spoke and He said, "You're gonna, you're gonna get out, and you're gonna do great things. Like you're gonna be okay." Wow. He said, "I know you're not a bad person, right?" This was just a tragic situation. Wow. He said, "And you have amazing support. My family was there." Every step of the way, and I didn't trust. Them. I didn't. Yet they were there for me if I do it all, and it kind of just went back to everything, like. The people that I that just wanted to see me be successful, to be a great person, you know, um, they just didn't know how to how to sh- how to show it, how to teach it mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't, you know, meant to push people away, you know, right, meant to. Right. That's all they knew. You know, because, all they knew. That's the best they knew at the time. 
but look at this through the, through that tragedy your your family became closer and you realized how much they did love you and it changed them and at the same time it was tearing the family apart because now you had to go away for a while so you have these two opposite forces like the dichotomy of wow, like we're really getting close. Like they love me. They've been here for me. And you're realizing that. And they're realizing that, wow, you know, we could have done maybe better as parents and we love our daughter. And, you know, we, no matter what, we love you and we're going to be here for you. And then at the same time, but like, we got to say goodbye for, you know, up to 15 years or whatever it was going to be. And then like that whole thing, like that's, that's, um, that's a yeah, lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff, you know? Yes, um, this, this situation affected a lot of people. It affected, uh, you know, um, in prison, you uh, take this class called um, ICVC. Um, and you, you, you learn of it, this, um, this kind of, um, this web effect of your case didn't just hurt you. It didn't just hurt your victim. You had multiple casualties. You had multiple people that were affected. Mm-hmm. Down from my family, you know, um, with the news broken, they didn't know anything about it. They had to come get me and they had to walk into that. Um, the people that uh, discovered this couldn't imagine what they went through. You know, um, even my code of um, we weren't able to keep in contact and I think that essentially we did um, we did outgrow each other in the fact that we I knew that that wasn't a good person to have in my life at the time and we both needed to work on things um, mentally um, spiritually um they threatened him they threatened to shoot shoot him they he he was out here living while i was locked up because he didn't get he didn't get any time you know and um he went through um spiraling into addiction and just being shunned by the community you know and I didn't know any of that until I was in prison and somebody I had landed in a cell with somebody who lived in our town, who I went to school with her daughters. And it just, it was a small world because Zach was staying at her place during this. And she said that, I know, I know who you are. Like, And even she knew, like, she just came over and hugged me. Wow. 
I still talk to her to this day. She's something I consider my friend. But she told me, like, just the struggles he went through, like, and how when one time people drove by um, her house because he was staying at her house and found that out and threatened to shoot the house up, you know, and all because of the the rhetoric that was given, you know. Yeah. People said horrible things about me, like ostracized me, like just said I deserved the death penalty, just that I deserved to die, that, you know, God had me every step of the way through it all, like, because there's no way. There's no way I would have made it. It's the only yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, that's um you know, we all we all learn lessons and man, like that lesson was taught to you in one of the harshest, hardest ways possible, huh? You know, that's but you'll never forget it. And like that's what like attracted me to you so much in your story is that man, you're, you're not bitter and you're thankful and you're praising God and, you know, you want to help people. And, you know, I mean, anybody who sees us and watches it can see how remorseful you are and how, you know, you wouldn't make that same decision today, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that, you know, you're a different person today. You've learned from it. And now, you know, you can move on it doesn't mean you're forgetting and minimizing what happened. It's like you you're going to take the situation and you're going to use it for good. Like God says, all things you know are used for good. You know, you know, and that's what God does. He can take everything and use it for His glory. You know, count them all as good. Count it all as good, and even the bad we can count as good, right? So every bad situation we've had in our life, every single bad situation, I know one thing that I can look at it. Either it was bad and I was screwed over, or I got a bad deal or whatever, or I can say, you know what? Um, I learned something from it, therefore it was good. And now I can look at it in a positive manner and not beat myself up and, and begin to heal, begin to become that person that, you know, is always looking for the positive. It's like you say, it's like in your videos on TikTok, like, you know, it's life isn't the destination, it's the journey. You know, it's that living that journey as you go. And when you're in that journey, if you're realizing, man, this is just a journey. And, you know, it's easy for me to say I wasn't locked up with you, but I've been locked up. And, you know, we see it afterwards. You know, we get better. We see it while we're going through it. And sometimes we see it before it happens and we can realize, oh, I'm going to take a right turn instead of a left. But as we're going, no matter if we take a right, left, wrong turn, right turn, crash the car, we learn something from it, then it kind of all is good. And that's what's helped me be able to. And I see a lot of that in you, what's helped you get through this, you know, and, um, you know, seeing, you know, well, hearing the story of like, you know, going to prison, now you're there and you're, you know, all of a sudden this whole different life that you've never been exposed to, except maybe if you watched Orange is the New Black, maybe or something like, but like you're in the real thing, right? You're in the real thing. 
And, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about what happened in there or what happened when you went to your parole board hearing and, you know, or, or both. I mean, because it's just all pretty, it's, it's pretty inspiring. And, um, you know, like just to hear how you felt when you got to go in front of them. Um, yeah, that's. Well, uh, I got, um, you know, locked up. Um, never been away from my family for as long as I was. Um, I was looking at this time. I was looking at, wow, you know, um, what am I going to do? Um, and then first you have this notion of prison as like how they portrayed on TV, you know, um, ah, going to get shanked up, uh, you know, different things happening, uh, people taking advantage of you, people, uh, you know, fighting you and, yeah, I, I was not gonna lie. I was, I was, I was like, God, I don't know how I'm gonna do this one. Uh, I mean, you got me this far, you know. But um, I'm, I'm gonna let you continue to take the wheel here because I, you know, I was, I, I never had been in trouble with law. You know, I, I had uh, one little uh, like little slip up in uh high school um that uh i didn't even get in trouble for but uh i was associated with um some people and um so uh i had got the most i got was uh i got a expulsion for a few days and um that's it I've never had a running with the law. I've never had like a legal, you know, situation. And so it was just like, ah, like, okay, here we go. You're first, I'd like to talk about prison before I go into the parole board. You're stripped of things that you took for granted <laughs> in life. You know, we, we overlook the simple things. Yeah. A long toothbrush, you know. Um, <laughs> a long food. toothbrush. Oh, I never, never thought about food. that. Um, and you're just your basic rights as a human being. Honestly, um, you're not. I'm not Tasha anymore. I'm a number on one two nine nine you know um i i'm an offender um i don't i don't claim me you know i i, I don't have ownership of me the state now owns me um so you have to do you have to follow the authorities and you know and it's prison so you know that you have good and bad people so you have good and bad CEOs. so you had to deal with you know corruption inside the prison you had to deal with people um you never ex i i never experienced so much sadness in a place Wow, it just, 
like when you're doing a long time, like okay, I when if you're do, just passing through, like doing a 120 or something like that, you don't really get to sit down and talk to a lot of long timers, um, and people that have really been through the struggle, like been through. Wow, you know, unfathomable situations. Um, it's just complete. Just you, if you haven't been to prison, like you, you don't experience the sadness of people not only going through whatever they're going through in their cases, but you're locked away from your family. You know, and it's not only it's is it hard because you you got yourself there, you know, or a situation got you here. Whether you're responsible for it or not, you you you're like, damn, well I could have should have done this, you know. Maybe I shouldn't have been at this party, or maybe I shouldn't have been here. I wouldn't be here, you know. So people are not only blaming themselves, but you're locked away from your family. And for whatever reason, you're losing this time. And time means people are aging or they're going through stuff. Life is still happening out there and you lose somebody out there. You can't go out there and go to their funeral. You can't um, can't see them. You can't talk to them whenever you want to. You can't. And that that happened to me too. Um, I had never. I had never. Not only did I go through this situation, I had never lost anybody that was close, like as in aunts, uncles, grandparents. I I I was at a visit one day. This was before my parole. This was a little bit before my parole. But uh, my mom and my sisters came to visit me. And uh, they had told me my grandpa had passed. And um, we all just broke down and cried. I, I was still looking at all this time. I was probably about a year in. Um, I was like, I can't make it. I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, I can't just keep going through this. I can't keep going through storm after storm after storm. And all trying to be strong in this place where you can't show weakness I just wanted to bring him but once again <laughs> but God like but God <laughs> just just didn't this spirit within me just even though I wanted to give up so bad, just 
wouldn't allow it, you know? And um, so I ended up seeing the parole board and uh, usually the parole board is what, you know, they're, <laughs> they're um, lay down the law. This is, you know, they're usually strict. They're usually, um, they usually deny people, especially doing a long time or if they're facing violent uh, offenses and things of that nature. Um, when I tell you, even the, the parole board was supportive of me, like, I, not only did I have my family there, my dad came to support me, which my whole family would have been there if they were allowed, but you would only have one person there. Mm -hmm. um, I had a stack of letters of support from the community and friends. And I, I go through everything they got the, um, They've read up on the case. They 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 look into all those things, you know. And basically, they they essentially said what the judge had said to me that this was a tragic situation, and you're gonna be okay. Like you're gonna get your life back together. You're gonna be able to move forward from this that you're not a bad person and I'm just like <clears throat> wow like why couldn't the prosecution just look at things like how they you know why couldn't they um see these things that everybody else was telling me because I thought wow nobody believed me nobody and here are all these people that should be against me based on what you know yeah. but they were they supported me and saw something <laughs> and that's nothing but grace that's nothing but supernatural favor that's nobody but God <laughs> <laughs> like um, there's this verse and I, I can't remember the exact passage but I know it's Jeremiah something 11 um those who survive the sword shall find shelter in the desert mm -hmm. and that is profound to me because i survived the sword which is the hardest thing losing So, 